0: Good morning. I am so delighted to welcome representatives of Quincy House here this morning for one of our senior talks in the days leading up to commencement. Our speaker this morning is Brett Biebelberg from Quincy House, and we are so happy to have him here this morning. And now you rise as you are able and join me in a reading of Psalm number 104 in your black Psalter. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Out of the light, of the dark and dark. You out the light of the light of the tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the clouds your chariot, you ride on the wings of the wind. Amen. You set the earth on its foundations, so, so that it shall never be shaken. At your rebuke they flee. At the sound of your thunder, they take to flight. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works.
1: Good morning. That uh, that was really beautiful. Um, and I want to thank you for allowing me to join you this morning to share some words of reflection as uh, just about 30 or so days remain before commencement. Uh, so I'll start off with a short passage that comes from Maya Angelou's poem, Alone. Lying, thinking late last night, how to find my soul at home. I came up with one thing, and I don't believe I'm wrong, that nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. This past Monday, I spent the day outside on Boylston Street in the finish area of the Boston Marathon. I had the chance to volunteer with the medical team to identify and treat runners uh, who were in distress after crossing the finish line. But I'll come back to that in just a moment. First. I want to share with you that anybody who knows me well knows there are two things about me. Number one, I'm a skeptic by nature. And number two, as a consequence of being skeptical, I've had a tendency to voice a few dissenting opinions every now and then. And I've acted on that a few times over the last four years as a member of Harvard's undergraduate council. And I've tried to vocalize my objections to the honor code, complain about changes to, changes to the Q guide, raise alarm about monitoring of classrooms, uh, of classroom attendance with hidden cameras, and lay out concerns about those Thanksgiving placemats. You get the point. And after making noise over and over and over again about issues like these, I've sometimes wondered if I've become known to some of the administrators at Harvard, along with some of my counterparts, as that kid on the undergraduate council was just a thorn in their side. So back to the marathon. It's early in the afternoon on Monday, sun blazing, and I'm scanning the crowds of runners to see who had just crossed the finish line and who might need assistance. And then I see a runner who I don't quite recognize, but who looks a little bit familiar. familiar. So I walk up to him, uh, and I'm talking with him for a bit, and I said, you look familiar. Do you have any connection with Harvard? And he said, yes, I'm Alan Garber, the provost. (laughs) And I said, And I said, hi, Dr. Garber, I'm a senior at the college. My name is Brett Biebelberg. And as soon as I said my name, he turned his head toward me and uttered, oh, (laughs) wait a second. You're the one on the undergraduate council. So my suspicion, perhaps, was confirmed. But anyway, uh, this was my third year volunteering at the marathon. And every year has really been an amazing experience. Thousands of volunteers, tens of thousands of runners, hundreds of thousands of spectators all descend on Boston, downtown, together to take part in this incredible event. And even last year, in wind and pouring rain, the collective energy and enthusiasm on display was infectious and electrifying. It's truly a remarkable display of Boston's spirit, and it reminds me each year that though Boston is a large city, it ultimately, at its core, is a community, a community eager to turn out and show up to support one another. And so this made me think about community and what community means and how community has played a role in my time at Harvard. Harvard can feel at times like a very lonely place. All of us come here used to maybe feeling like a big fish in a small pond and suddenly we're just teeny tiny plankton floating through an ocean of achievement. It might feel like you're nothing special, like you don't belong. And this, compounded by the ordinary struggles of adjusting to college, like attempting to keep up with coursework, honoring commitments to extracurricular activities, and trying to make friends, can feel isolating. I certainly found this to be true. Maybe some of you have, too. There were times when I felt like I was just existing here, not truly living here or making the most of my time here. And there were times when I felt like I didn't have a home. But I found a home in Quincy House. I found people who were exciting, who made me laugh, and most of all, who cared about one another. I learned that friendships don't just happen. They require initiative. Someone says hello to somebody else. Someone makes an introduction. And once a friendship is born, it requires effort to maintain. All of us can probably think of someone whom we once called a close friend, but whose friendship drifted away over time because we didn't put in the effort that we might have to keep in touch. And I've found over the last four years that communities really seem to work the same way. They don't just happen. They require cultivation and effort, and without that effort, they wither. So I hope that this morning you might think about what is your community? What group can you call your own? Maybe it's your blockmates or your entryway or your house. Maybe it's your favorite extracurricular activity or your coworkers at your job or your neighbors on your block or maybe a couple of friends from high school. And if your sense of community is lacking, and for many here it is, take ownership of it. Do something about it. Be a participant in it. Because as individuals, we all have a role in building and maintaining a sense of community and togetherness here. Will you invite someone new in your student organization to have dinner with you? Will you turn out for one of your house's IM Sports? Will you show up at your friend's acapella jam? Or will you engage in productive conversation with others about things on which you disagree? Hit the pause button on your busy day, maybe, and be willing to sit in the dining hall for an extra half hour and just talk with the people around you. Whether you're at Harvard or in another chapter of your life or about to embark on that, building a sense of community is not a spectator sport. Make it your problem to solve. The energy you put in will make its way back to you. Make an effort to connect with the people around you. Because nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. Now, I'm standing up here in a row, but there was one last thing I was hoping that we could try and boost up the energy a little bit. So if everybody agrees with what I just said, maybe that community is important. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. All right, thank you very much.
0: Will you pray with me? Wondrous and loving God, cultivator of community, help us to be the first responders In a world of pain, the first responders to loneliness, healers of the breach, as your prophet Isaiah said, give us space in our hearts to open to one another and to make room for your still small voice reminding us. that this place does not demand worthiness of us, but we make it worthy by our presence here. Help us to fervently and often pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Will you rise as you are able and join me in singing hymn number 315, Lead us, O Father, in paths of peace. keep you. May love's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God lift the light of a loving countenance upon you and grant you